Hey Angels, it's Amy from the Freud's Angels podcast. And Vanessa. We're here to bring you a special series about my journey and rewriting my narrative around my body and redefining my relationship with it. And along the way, as Amy is on this journey, we will bring to you gifts that come out of it, ways that you can handle your own body journey, things that you can think about in order to reclaim your own narrative. Now let's get to it. Hello, angels. We just got finished recording a very heavy, regular Freud's Angels episode that we're just kind of like, a little bit off in outer space. Yeah. <laughs> but we come to you today to talk to you about changing and shifting the meaning that you have attached to physical movement, physical exercise, um, because it's a struggle. Oh, friends, yeah, believe me when I say I understand the struggle. I've not engaged in a lot of physical movement or exercise because I always go to that idea after a week or a month. I'm always like, have I lost weight? Have I lost yeah. weight? Like I, my brain is like, ah, it's like psycho about it. Yeah. So I don't do it because I don't, I'm not in it for weight loss. Right. So I struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and I haven't done any and I've been avoiding it and pushing it off. Well, the other day, because I haven't been doing any type of physical, a lot of physical movement, the other day I got up, it was in the nighttime, you know, cause you know, midnight runs to the restroom and I got up and I always, you know, take my time because I have to let all the fluid out of the joints and like, just get my feet under me. And I all but fell on my tuchus. And so I was like, okay, universe. And I sat with it and I was like, if I don't do some physical movement to strengthen the muscles that I have, I will not have a good quality of life. I will probably end up in some sort of wheelchair or end up in a care assisted facility or end up in a place where somebody has to take care of me. And I don't have people waiting in line to do that. So I thought, okay, I get it. You're giving me the reason I need to have in order to move forward in my journey um, with physical movement. Because really, you know, when you get to when you have some of the physical issues I have, when you get to this age, things start to fall apart a little bit. The joints don't feel good. You know, you get new aches and pains where you're like, where did that come from? I never had that before. Oh, really just walking and you go, well, okay, something's going on. (laughs) So for me at this age, especially, It's about strength. It's about having a quality of life that I enjoy living. It's about overcoming a lot of the struggles I have with walking on unsurface, uneven surfaces or, you know, walking, wanting to walk on the beach. You can't do it if you don't have the physical strength to do it. Mm 
So how do we get there? How does that process, how, how do we get there? Well, first we have to figure it out. We have to figure out what we equate physical exercise with. Why, what is, what was, has been our previous motivations in working out or dancing or yoga or any type of exercise type of get your heart rate up, get your body moving type of exercise. So, you know, what is programming? I, I, I say it that way because it feels, it feels very much more like I'm looking for that, that subconscious, right? Like what is the programming behind this? Because I understand a lot of the, like what I feel about my own body. I understand a lot of, you know, that kind of thing, but what is the programming? What is that telling me, you know, without telling me, right? Like what's the, what's the go-to, what's the snap decision? What's the automatic reaction because that's going to tell me the programming and that's what we want to fix. Yeah. Yeah. Because forever ago when I back in, like when I used to live in new England, like when I was a kid, like I used to walk everywhere, like hours and hours, my friend Stacy and I, we used to walk for hours and hours and like take these just random, like nature walks in places. And I'm like, okay, no problem in doing that. And it's like, that wasn't, well, that's exercise. It wasn't exercise. I never, growing up, I never had access to a gym. Like there was no lifting weights. There was no Nautilus machines. There, there, there wasn't any, you know, treadmills or ellipticals or whatever's Stairmasters. None of that. None of that. Mm-hmm. So I never grew up in that culture. So I wasn't introduced to the idea of the gym until way later. But when I was introduced to it, I mean, I'm talking like way later, like 30, like I never, like the gym was very foreign to me. Um, But when I was going to a gym, it was because I needed to lose weight. That was the reason I started going was for weight loss Mm -hmm. and I, yeah. So anytime you talk about having a gym membership, walking on the treadmill, doing any type of that type of stuff, I, I associated it with um, just the idea of having to lose physical weight, being thinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas I think like a lot of like my experience has always been that you go to the gym to condition yourself for a sport, yeah. <laughs> right? Like you do it so that you are in optimal shape for whatever it is. And this is, the, I mean, this is why when a professional athlete retires, we see their body change most of the time. I mean, some, some don't change, but we see their bodies change because they're like, well, I don't need to be conditioned to play the sport anymore. I mean, it's very simple. It's very much like that was my connection to going to the gym and working out was so that I could be really good at what I was doing for my sport. Like my weight didn't matter in some sports, your weight helps you, right? Like if you're an offensive lineman for football, you want to be 300 pounds because you're like, that helps you be a better athlete. So you will literally work in the gym to put on weight. Like you'll, you'll, you'll be like kind of towing that line, but that right there just literally shows the programming. 
right? Like if you are programmed from a young age that you go and you use weights to be strong to do something, you have a complete, you already have a completely different set of programming than somebody who was watching their mom work out to get thin. Yep. Yep. Because, and so forever I have used that thought process that, that, and it prevent, I think it prevented me from signing on and, and, and so it's also not fun. (laughs) I like lifting weights. I like the feeling of it. I don't like cardio, not a fan of cardio, but give me a good weight that I can feel. I like to feel my muscles working and moving and, and just creating like, but I will, I'm signed on to physical therapy because that's what we do. That's the purpose of physical therapy is to get you strong and to strengthen a body part or a place in your body that is, um, that, yeah, that just is, uh, is not working properly or maybe you had surgery or whatever. I've been through a lot of physical therapy and I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it comes to with a challenge of fixing something. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I mean, I, I really think that I personally, like it, when I get injured, I am ready to fix. Like, it's like, I, um, I go into fixing mode. I love being a fixer, right? Yeah. Like, I don't really love being a, a like a damage yeah. control or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like. Right. Like, is it, you know, like it's not that fun yeah. to me to be doing damage control before something happens, but it is fun for me to, to start here and end up here and see a big difference. Right. If there's no difference to be had, if there's no fixing to be done, it's hard for me to connect with. Yeah. Yep. It's just, and it goes along with, I think too, is that, you know, I, I disconnecting from my body for so long, I don't see the value in working it like in, in making it move. Like I don't, I didn't see the value in it. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, but after almost falling and realizing that I'm struggling, um, like getting up, standing up, being, you know, secure. And even when I'm walking, like my ankle and my knee, like, will just like kind of give out. And I'm just like, I don't like this and I don't like that feeling. So I have decided to be team workout. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking someone, I, I have a feeling someone's gifting it for me, but the gentleman that I mentioned in the last body place that Justin, Justin Augustine or Augustine or whatever, he, he now has created where it's a subscription and you have access to all of his videos and he plots out, you know, you start with gentle beginner and then you go beginner and he plots out a 30 day uh, routine for you. Mm-hmm. And you can go in and do extra if you want to, but he, he gives you what to do in, for 30 days for each one. And then you go into intermediate or you can stay in beginner or whatever, but it's, it's, it, yeah, maybe it's the cost price of Netflix for a month, you know, so yeah. I just have decided that I need a person who has a physical therapy background, physical therapy background, which he kind of, his movements are very physical therapy-esque. 
Mm-hmm. Like I've done them all in physical therapy. So I know that he has a conscious knowledge of the body and how it works mm-hmm. and different ways to strengthen the muscles that you don't realize you have. Like when I had my shoulder, one of the things was, is that nobody does just, you hold your elbow in, you go like that. There's a muscle internally that nobody ever exercises because nobody ever thinks to oh, but I thought, you look, you can't see it and throw it off. Yeah. You're not going to see it, but, but <laughs> he, he was doing it the other day and I'm like, damn, and I'm like, okay, I'm in the right place. I feel confident in that. So that will be starting not this week because I'm waiting to see if it was, I, I have a feeling somebody's gifting. <laughs> Yeah. So, but if not, it's, I don't care if I have to put it on a credit card, it's happening the week after. Um, it's not about new year's resolutions for me. It's not about, you know, the idea of like, I'm going to lose weight. It's the idea of having the strength to carry my body around where I'm at and whatever happens to the physical body happens. I've had my first infusion last week. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about flaring my body. I'm not worried about creating an issue with it. So I'm pumped for it. Um, and, and I really am because I do like the feeling after I've moved my body. I love the feeling I have after I've exercised because it is true. Even though you're exercising and you're expending energy, your body naturally creates more for you to use you know, whether I do it at night, the next day, I feel like jazzed. I'm like, my head's in the right place. You know, exercise is more for just your physical body. It's, it's a good endorphins, get get those happy chemicals. Because when I do exercise, I know I'm more, I'm clear headed. I, I don't have a lot of like angst and literally like we, what we know of that body mind connection goes back and forth all day long, every day right? Like when our body feels, our brain feels, what our brain feels, our body feels back and forth all day long. And so if we are exhausting our bodies and that's, I mean, physical activity is kind of meant to exhaust it. It depends on where, what level you're at, then we're energetically letting go. And so our brain doesn't have to hold on to as many things, right? Like something has been taken care of. And so we're, we're all relaxing, right? Like we're all, we're all like, it's all done. And the, and the endorphins do kick in. I think like the most important part of that is that is that the connection to the way that you're moving your body, because we have the ability to influence anything, right? Like when I was saying it's not fun, it's because I don't feel, and when I run, I do not feel that endorphin runners high. I don't ever feel it (laughs) because I do not enjoy the activity. I'll do it sometimes to like to compete with myself in terms of how long it takes me to run three miles, but there's, I do not feel the endorphins ever. And, he, and even when I look at it and I've built, you know, beat my time, I don't feel that because I'm not, I'm not emotionally connected to the activity. I don't like doing it. So we can override that system with our mentality, with our mindset. So yeah. being able to be connected to it and this is why I like, am thrilled that you found something that you're connected to, because I think that that is going to change the way that you feel about moving your body because the connection to it is different. Right. It's not just, well, 
The doctor told me I should run up the stairs eight times. So I guess I'll do that and wait for the endorphin rush. Not coming, dude. It's not coming. Cause you know, you like, you're feeling so miserable about it that you're just going to hate every second of it. Even after, you know, like, yes, you, you will experience the body exhaustion and you may feel the release and you may feel, but it is not going to be the same. It is not going to sound like what everybody's telling you. It's just not. (laughs) Everybody's different. Some people love running and they get the runner's high. I'm not one of those people. I get it. I have to be connected to my activity the way that I need to be connected to it. And the one thing that I think was so important about what you're saying about this, this dude, which like, I've never even seen anything that he's done, but I love that is that in order to be connected to our bodies, I think we need to be understanding all of our bodies parts, right? Like we are very, like when you go to the gym and you get a trainer, they're going to talk about your glutes. They're going to talk about your calves. They're going to talk about your deltoids. They're going to, they're going to hit all of these again, muscles you can see, (laughs) right? Because we're looking, we're looking for definition. We're looking for evidence (laughs) that the work we're doing is working. (laughs) However, when we're sitting in physical therapy, they're telling us this is the muscle it's in here. This is what it does inside your body. You won't see it, but this is what it does. This is how it strengthens your arm movements, or this is how it strengthens your grip, or this is what, and that my friends is where we connect to our real life experience of our bodies. (laughs) How is my body needing to work better in this real life? Because I don't need to go to the gym and have cut arms. Where am I going with my cut arms? Nobody gives a shit, (laughs) right? Like I am not going to walk around flexing. I'm 43 freaking years old. I'm a mom and I'm a counselor. I don't have a reason to be flexing (laughs) my muscles anywhere. It doesn't matter to me as much as moving my arm over my head without it hurting <laughs> reaching up and grabbing that. something on the top shelf right i need to do that <laughs> and so going to the gym and working my freaking biceps is not going to do that mm-hmm. and i'm probably not going to like it very much nope. at this age used nope. to like it don't like it now <laughs> right and you know i think that oh, when we connect to a different reasoning behind needing physical movement, when we connect to the idea of wellness, the idea of um, like, I want to live a good quality of life. Like uh, movement can be meditative. You know, it can be your time out and to release the stress that you have from work. Maybe you're angry at your children because they're being little shits, you know, (laughs) God love them though, because they're good, you know, they're children, you know, but at the a same time, sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, connecting to that is important. It takes time. You know, look at your trajectory. I, I had to do some deep, deep, deep soul searching. I was like, okay, girl, you almost fell. What happens if you do nothing? for the next 10 years. You do no physical movement other than the small times you walk around and maybe take the trash out or go to, uh, you walk with the issue or whatever. What, what if you just do that? What will happen? And I know I would be 
in some sort of assisted movement type of the situation where I'd need canes or a walker or even, God forbid, um, a wheelchair. Um, and then I would move less. I would be happier less. I wouldn't be able to do the things I enjoy because, I mean, if you can't, uh, you know, I have a hard enough time going through like shopping now, but imagine if I couldn't. Right. Right. What about the times that, you know, we want to go on vacation and maybe there's the beach and everybody goes to the beach and I get to watch them from the car. Mm. Like how, how good is my life going to be if I do nothing? Right. And I didn't like that answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't like thinking, I don't like imagining it. It hurts my heart too. And I'm like, I have far, I have far too many aspirations. I have far too many things that I want to do with my life's work. I have far too many things I want to do, period. Places I want to go, places I want to travel. I mean, my summer cottage in Scotland, that's off the books. If I can't, you know, if I'm in, not able to do things like empty a fireplace or, or empty a wood stove or, you know, just, it's just, I, there's a lot of things that I want to do in my life that I would not be able to do. So I said, you have a choice. You have, this is, this is the time where the hard choices show up. We can decide to do nothing. It's our choice. Or we can decide that because I want a better life, because I want a better quality of life, because I need, because my muscles atrophy as much as they do, it means it's a lifelong thing. This is a lifelong choice. This isn't a, I'm going to go to the gym for a couple of months and see how I feel. No, this is, this is forever. This is, this is me forever because I lose muscle mass so fast that I must continuously use it. If I don't, I definitely lose it. Right. So it sounds so very life sentency, but I think like the important thing, cause every, I think this is, this is part of the problem that everybody who doesn't naturally have like great metabolism faces, you know, like of like, I'm going to have to do this forever. So you go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour every day for the rest of my life. Yeah. Who the hell wants to do that? Even me just saying it. I'm like, even when I liked the gym, it was like, Ugh. like, I don't want to do that forever. That's very number one. I don't like to have to do anything. And number two, that really takes away like from my own feeling of ability and, and independence and, and all of that kind of stuff that really sucks to be able to say that. But I think it's really important to bring in that, like, this is a discovery like when we start these journeys, we, we, if we see them as discoveries, if we see them as toolboxes that we're building versus, you know, life sentences that we will always have to follow, it really changes the scope of it. I learned this from Brooks, like who I love so much. He used to play hockey. He was on the, a podcast with Gavin DeGraw. Like, I just love this dude so much. He enjoys what he does. I mean, he, he works out like a maniac. I could never do this, but like, his connection to it is like, he learned a lot of stuff from training to play hockey. And so now he just does what he wants to do. He, he, he made a giant toolbox and then on every day 
he decides what it is that he wants to do, what he connects with that makes him feel good moving his body because he has a giant toolbox, a whole bunch of different things that he really enjoys doing. And then he doesn't do the things he doesn't enjoy, you know, like, and that's, I think, so important for people to remember. I mean, even if you're like, I don't really want to like have to have YouTube to do yoga, like, okay, so think of it as a toolbox. When you're learning yoga, think of your favorite poses and then just start doing them whenever you want. You know, you don't have, it doesn't have to be routine. It doesn't have to be life sentence. It's literally just learning things that you enjoy. And then you'll re you'll create your own version of it so that you don't feel tied to something that is not you, that is not yours, that doesn't feel good. And the more, see, and I know in my heart of hearts that as I am going down this journey, there is a point where I'm going to be like, I can go for a hike around the lake. And that is going to be my exercise. Yeah. And versus having to be at home yeah. doing the videos, like whatever else. It's, it's knowing that I will trade different items I love to do for that day's whatever. Amen. And that's, that's, that's the thing is that it's not just about quality of life, but it's about being able to reintroduce the things I love to do that are physically taxing. And that is my way of, of working my body and moving my body and, and doing those things. And if I can just, if I have to do, you know, a, six months of consistent exercise to get to that point, then I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm here for it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna just keep doing what I do and yeah. And learning, right? Like, so that's, I mean, what you've just said is, is, is that thing that people are missing? Like, I'm going to learn stuff and then I'm going to add on and do whatever, you know, like, but this is a learning process. This isn't like a, uh, I guess I have to do this for a little bit of time. Yeah, maybe because you're at that point where you feel like you have to, but it doesn't have to be that way. It literally can be like in the six months, I'm going to learn a shit ton about all the parts of my body and what, if something goes wrong in my shoulder, I am going to have the knowledge of a bunch of different muscles that I could stretch and or work out that I wouldn't have if I went to the gym. This is a great opportunity to like, to actually learn some things that I would never have learned otherwise. And in addition, I will gain this freedom throughout, you know, throughout the journey, the freedom to do all of these things that I want to do. And then some things I haven't even dreamt up yet. Who yeah. knows? You know, like we just finished watching Survivor, which is like one of my favorite shows now. And there's this kid, he's 20, mind you. But the, the, the thing that he learned at 20 <laughs> or that he knows at 20, I'm like, dude, you're going to have the greatest life. Like, at least in this aspect <laughs> is that, you know, he didn't like his body. He didn't like the way he felt about himself as a young kid. And he didn't like that he couldn't do anything because of his body. And he just said, I want to learn something. I want to learn how to do something because it'll make me feel good, you know, and have that foresight, first of all, at like in like ninth grade is pretty amazing. But see, he joined the track team because, hey, all you gotta do is run, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not playing basketball, you're not playing football, you, you just gotta run, man. Your feet work, let's do it. <laughs> 
and you know, like his journey was like, people were thinking like, oh, you know, here, here comes the chubby kid trying to lose some weight. I mean, he said this whole thing, here comes the chubby kid trying to lose some weight by doing track, you know? And he's like, and I just, I mean, he's like, I had to block those people out because that's not what it was for me. It ended up being that that was a side effect of it. He's like, but I just wanted to do something. I felt like I could do nothing. I felt like I was never going to be able to do anything. And I wanted to prove to myself that, that I could, you know, and he's like, and then it was like this body awareness of like, my body can do stuff. Like, holy crap, you know? And he's like, and, and that's all I wanted. He's like, I just wanted to do it better and better and better and better. It didn't, it, my body, what it looked like never mattered from then on because I just wanted it to do this the best. And I was like, oh my God, like if everybody could learn that at 20 years old, right? And that, because that fundamental, when he's done doing track, he, he learned the lesson already. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have a, now he's learned that him and his body can be a team and that they can work together to create success. And I think that that's so much of what we miss out on as little humans, you know, when we are given these body dysmorphia issues is that we're told that our body's the enemy. Their bodies is what people don't like about us. And he I'm grateful that he learned that at that age because especially he it was a male right he was yeah yeah I mean even then like to be an overweight kind of kid and you know it's to have that like shift in the perception is 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 gold it's worth years of therapy and and like (laughs) you know it's I've been struggling for 40 years he's 20 he's he's got he's got it down. I'm so grateful. Right. And even for me watching that, you know, it really, you know, because he was, I mean, part of that being that he was like, and then I come on survivor, which he's like, I was a little, I was that chubby little kid going, Oh, this is your favorite show, but you'll never do that. <laughs> right. Like, cause you got all these physical challenges and all this kind of stuff. He's like, this is not made for you. He's like, and here I am. Like I'm in the final three of this thing that I never thought I could do. And I came here like, and I did it you know, because of that experience of knowing that it's like, dude, you can connect to it and you can do it, whatever it is, just do it with love. Don't do it with like negativity and you'll do it. And it was like, damn it. Like if this kid didn't just teach me something that I, that I like, know, but you know, you put it into a more practical use when you hear it certain ways sometimes, you know, and it's like, like you just said, being a team and doing something like, I don't need a team, like a hockey team. I can be a team with my body and be like, what are we doing? What are we doing together? Like, what are we going to conquer today? Right. What do we want to accomplish? How do we want to feel today? How do we want to feel tomorrow? Yeah. And the next day. And then 10 years, the five, 10 years, like, you know, a year. I mean, it can be just a year. Three days. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever we need we have the power to shift that, but I don't want it to be at the detriment of the relationship with our bodies. I don't want it to be through punishment of our bodies because of how they are like going to the gym and punishing your body because it's not what you want it to be. Go talk to your body, listen to it and listen to what it needs and the things that it needs, because really what it comes down to too, is that knowing 
Like there are moments I'm like, okay, body, I don't know what you need because you're not feeling very well. And I don't know what to do with you. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it just, but if I listen quietly enough, I'll hear what it wants and why it's not happy. So, right. Yeah. Good stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, and then, and it, it opens, I mean, I think that having this conversation opens things up to like, you don't have to go to the gym, yeah. you know, like what, it, what movement is movement is movement and you just have to be connected to it. And yeah. so like not overthinking it and not following somebody else's, you know, like, um, faulty, you know, visions of what it's supposed to look like really, you know, find somebody that, that has, has a truth behind it that is based in feeling good and knowing your body and that kind of stuff can be a real game changer. And I really hope that people are listening and understanding that, that, I mean, if, if you wake up in the morning and the first steps that you can take, the only steps that you can take are a couple arm movements, then do them, do them with intention feel proud of yourself and the next day we'll bring something else maybe the same thing maybe a couple more but with that feeling you'll compound on that feeling you will create those chemicals in your head you'll create that dopamine hit of reward that your brain will then seek more of yep absolutely absolutely and if you need help with unpacking your relationship with physical movement or kind of how you feel about it, why you are resistant to it. We're here to help you. Let us know. Um, we won't be here next week. Um, next week is a, is a bye week. <laughs> we are taking the last week of the year off. Wednesday, we will be uh, rerunning, doing a rerun of one of our favorite episodes. Um, and yeah, and we will see you in the new year. I promise it's a new year and same old us. And we're going to love that. And we're going to begin the process of just really kind of creating who and what we want to be and continue it. And, you know, we don't need intentions, resolutions. They're all there, but we're going to continue doing what we do and that's supporting each other. That's creating a new body conversation. <laughs> yes. So let's do that in the new year. We love you guys. We hope if you celebrate Christmas, you have a Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa and happy Yule. And we will talk to you in the new year. Yay. Take care everybody. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.